0: We said dick stuff. I don't know if we can use it. You'll probably find it. Yeah, use. we're talking about was, like
1: sticky balls. I think that's a good uh, place to start. That's sticky fine. balls.
0: <laughs> Dicks. I hate how many things beep. I was thinking about that the other day. We got a new mm. washer and dryer, and mm. not only does it beep at you, I can't figure out how to turn off the beeps, and it plays like a little song,
1: like what? a four note
0: song. That's it's really bullshit. annoying. It's really annoying.
1: You're right. I don't understand. just everything's
0: fucking beeping at me. The microwave has six fucking beeps. Even if you open the door, it still beeps at six fucking beeps. Do I need six beeps to tell me my frozen burrito's
1: done? No. No. When you when, when you open the door, all beeping should stop. Yeah, it's I'm like, here. Well, clearly, I'm aware of this. Yeah. Someone just opened the door.
0: And we finally got we finally got one of those cars that beeps at you when you don't put your seatbelt on.
1: Oh, fucking no. annoying thing
0: I put a big load of groceries in the um, passenger seat the other day and it was beeping at me because the groceries were heavy enough you to gotta, set the fucking thing off
1: you gotta buckle those groceries in
0: I was so pissed because I was <laughs> it was not a time during the driving where I could like reach over and do anything about it <laughs> so I was just getting more and more pissed as I was driving around
1: that would have made me so mad <laughs> I would have just driven the car into a ravine. I know. Oh, she was like, God. please, God, let this kill me.
0: Welcome to The Radio Cure. I'm your host, Nathan Seal, and each week, Jeremy Cohn and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. This week, it's a Power Pop doubleheader, talking the 80s ladies of X-Hex and the punk boys of Pup, next on The
1: Radio Cure. Hey, Jerry. What's up, buddy? That was a good intro. Oh, thank you. Not funny, but I thought very not, professional. Not funny, but very professional. Is, uh, you took the words right out of my mouth.
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. If we're anything, we are professional on this podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Never funny. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't yeah. even worry about that.
0: In between the uh, dick jokes and the mm-hmm. bodily fluids, we're yeah. just nothing but professional.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Uh, to that end, we should get to the bands, uh, straight away. Um, oh. oh, too soon.
1: Sorry. No, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to disagree.
0: <laughs> Did you have light banter on your, uh, on your script here in this little section? No,
1: no, no, no. I, I, I think that, uh, maybe like a little peek behind the curtain here. We, uh, used up all of our light banter for, <laughs> Almost an hour before we started recording.
0: I know. We were chatty Kathy. <laughs> before this. It's happened to us the last couple of times, I feel like.
1: It has. We I have g- a problem.
0: I guess we really miss each other. Good thing we're going to see each other here in about a week or so.
1: I know. It's very exciting.
0: I know. Spiritualized. Very pumped. Very pumped for Spiritualized. And, you know, another shot at the city. I like, I like being in the city.
1: You do. Although you, you've... Uh you have told me before that you, uh, you've you seen all you need to see in Manhattan. You're a Brooklyn boy now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, come on. <laughs> what? It's just like looking at shit there.
1: Yeah, it's a fucking city. Yeah, I Who want cares? to
0: experience things. I feel like all the life is in Brooklyn right now.
1: It is, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> I mostly stay in my apartment, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it might be out there, <laughs> so we have
0: uh some some big sounds uh this week
1: very large, very large sounds.
0: yeah, I'm pumped. I feel like um we haven't had something like this uh in a while, and uh it's it's kind of fun that it's a it's an all girl group mm-hmm. uh for me, I still feel like that that's still somewhat unique uh in this genre.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, very much so in this genre, certainly.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's all kind of like mm, machismo Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> skinny like uh <laughs> stretchy pants like with your dick all out and like pressed against it, you know, kind of like Queen and and the flashy kind of hair bands of the 80s.
1: Yeah, like thinking about like fucking your teacher when you're 14 years old. <laughs> yeah. And the teacher is kind of like shit. older than us. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: It's hard to carve out a space there. Um, but they do a, they do a really nice job and I, I love, uh, both the sound and the lyrics. I'll, I'll read this from DIY magazine to, uh, get into it, uh, with the 1st X x-hex record it felt as if mary timony was finally beginning to receive her dues already a cult favorite as front woman of helium and through her solo output she never quite won the critical claim to go along with the plaudits that her devoted fan base offered up when she joined supergroup wild flag in 2010 and meanwhile, her vital contributions to their sole self-titled LP, one of the highlights of 2011, were overshadowed by the fact that the band also constituted two-thirds reunion of Sleater Kinney. Uh, did, did you ever like Sleater Kinney?
1: Um, uh, I, I liked some of their tracks. I never got like super into them, though. I never did like a deep dive or anything.
0: You know, the way I said it, I probably already knew that. I didn't really like Slater-Kinney. but it,
1: It's kind of <laughs> well, like... Uh, I, I did already know that because I'm pretty sure it's Slater-Kinney, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is.
0: <laughs> See, if you uh, jokingly mispronounce enough things, then people don't catch it when you actually mm. mispronounce things that you're I mean, just, just an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the That's what I hope I... We'll peek behind the curtain and uh, Nate's <laughs> world yeah it just uh it just always felt like kind of like a Portlandia playing of a band maybe just because that woman was in it but
1: yeah <laughs> that's, that's probably shaded it for you <laughs> a yeah it was just like a spoof of a band to me of a 90s band um
0: so Rips, though, uh, and that's their first record, mm-hmm. uh, though changed all that, lavished with praise for its no-nonsense, maddeningly catchy power pop, laced with the kind of freewheeling guitar solos. It's taken nearly five years for the three-piece, fleshed out by Betsy Harris on the bass and Laura Harris on the drums, uh, to, return to, to, to return with It's Real. That's the new record. Uh, Scratch beneath the surface of it's real, and you get that impression that making guitar music this boisterous and this exhilarating is actually a bit of an exact science. This seems especially true now that experimentation has entered the mix. Uh, See the Blondie-esque new wave lament no reflection. Uh, Like Rips, though, it's real is at its best when the trio let loose and steam ahead with out-and-out rock and roll. The breathless com- cosmic cave in the assured strut of good time suggests that catching X-Hex on the road this year will be every bit as essential as last time out.
1: I believe that I've heard their fucking wonderful live. Um,
0: oh, it's it's great music for that. I mean, it's just right? all, all go, uh, you know, and no slow. It's just like, yeah, straightforward pedal and to it, metal.
1: And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun for me, too, in the in the sense that there there seems to be a lot of not seems to be there is a lot of <laughs> nostalgia for the like late 70s and 80s in uh-huh. a lot of indie music now. But I feel like it's mostly like either like 80s pop or like new wave or what have you. This mm-hmm. is this is this is bringing back like like late 70s, 80s fucking arena rock.
0: Yeah, heard for this sure. in a long time. <laughs> yeah, great hooks, um music. Um and and working on a on a on a formula. I mean not necessarily the old formula of the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. it's their tweaked version yeah. of it. Yeah. For sure, but there's kind of that uh theme and variation there and it I mean it it opens uh like the credits of a John Hughes movie would, you know, yeah. especially even with like that logo, you can just see it swooping in just like X Hex. Yeah. You know. <laughs> very, uh, very on brand for the for the 80s there with their uh, co- album cover and the, the way that I mean, a shirt with just X Hex on it, it's going to be pretty tight. I hope I can get my hands on it. I don't know why I said tight there. That's kind of stupid.
1: <laughs> I like these you said tight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rad, maybe.
1: Also I'll, also a throwback. Maybe not to the right time, but. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with like so many of these bands that I feel like are just like kind of digging up nostalgia. Mm-hmm. This is like an unmined point of music history. I feel like,
0: uh, for us at
1: least, I mean, for yeah, for a, yeah, for our tastes, at very yeah. least, like this, like and, and fist pumping, like stick style,
0: <laughs> yeah, just I mean, rocking uh, I, songs. I would compare it to uh, the White Reaper, although they were definitely more in that hair band, make love to the microphone stand kind of yeah. feel to it. Yeah, this doesn't have that kind of overarching misogyny to it it just has <laughs> right. like pure aggression not like mm-hmm. aggression with your pelvis aggression just yeah. like <laughs> regular aggression just more yeah. whole-bodied aggression
1: because <laughs> like the, like this style of like guitar rock was considered like hard rock at some point like all, all, like black sure. sabbath and shit
0: yeah, yeah, and in the in the first one, uh, Rainbow Shriner, I mean, just straight straight hard rock and hair metal. It's nice that the Shriners have gotten on the, the kind of inclusive language uh, bandwagon. Is,
1: <laughs> is it Rainbow Shriner or Rainbow Shiner?
0: Oh, is it Rainbow Shiner? That I makes think it's more Shiner.
1: Sense. That's what I have written out. I cannot confirm or deny this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm joking, but I would love—I would course. love for the Shriners to come back. <laughs> we need more old men in fezzes and little cars,
0: and little cars, and preferably painted uh, rainbow colors.
1: Yeah, uh, but like, yeah, this—by hat- the way, those those Shriners, <laughs> you There's know, like I'm trying a, to in the midst of parades and tiny little cars and little fezzes—it seems kind of demeaning. It seems like elder abuse.
0: Well, I mean, they do sponsor a lot of children's hospitals. So, I don't know oh, okay. if like the little cars go with that. I don't know. Oh, well,
1: fuck me then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh but yes, Rainbow Shiner, straight hair metal and it it's a reference to um kind of another like uh, abuse survival story. Uh, Shiner meaning, you know, punched in the eye kind of thing. Yeah. I got I got to shine on through all the black and blue kind of this message of strength. Um, you know, after getting like beat up, you know, black Mm -hmm. and blue, meaning the, the bruises and stuff like that. But it's in like this high octane aggressive package, which isn't like this kind of sad lamenting, but it's like this no fuck you kind of feel to it. It's nice. Kind of fight anger with anger.
1: This this song, I mean, like the whole album is—it's like a nice break from what we normally talk about. It's like not very, I guess, indie in a way. <laughs> it's like reviving something that was, I guess, sort of reviled for being like ultra popular and like yeah. like like basically like foreigner and like mm-hmm. them or like looked down upon today. It's like no, this yeah, I is, think that's a- shit is cool.
0: I think that's a real indie move, um, mm-hmm. you know, to take something that was super popular and, and maybe kitsch even, yeah. um, and not taken seriously and then kind of, uh, put it through the indie filter and, and add some more introspective or, or more deeper lyrics and mm-hmm. do a few more interesting things, yeah. um, bringing in a few other elements and kind of, uh, you know, it's like, how beer used to be like the lowest end yeah. <laughs> uh, of the alcohol spectrum. It's just what, you know, the factory workers drink. And now it's like yeah. kind of taken to this place that is so annoying with craft. And, yeah. you know, I got made fun of now because I, I was just drinking an IPA the other day because IPAs are so done. It's like dumb. Like, ugh. oh, my It's God. all sours. It's all sours now, like- <laughs> Nate.
1: Like, right, first of all sours suck second of all <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like if you live in Williamsburg and you, <laughs> people are like Williamsburg is done it's like well
0: <laughs> exactly well sorry I'm still not going to move a every time
1: fuck load of money on it so fuck off <laughs> <up. laughs> yeah but yeah it's it's the same as like Disco. Disco is like the most prop or not was, I shouldn't say was, probably still is like the most prominent connection through like a lot of really popular indie music. But that was like, yeah, this derided genre of music before.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I I mean, they do a great job of it. It's getting warmer, as we talked about, for some of the 46 minutes before we started (laughs) recording. Um, And man, I just had this down. My windows down and just like blasting. I probably looked like an idiot there with my bald head and my white beard, but it's like whatever. Hell yeah! I'm still got a heart. <laughs> Hell yeah!
1: <laughs> yeah, this this whole album uh, makes me wish I still like had a car and drove. I was gonna add. I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder. I I, I bet like this is one of the only times
0: where Jeremy probably misses driving because driving's a pain in the ass i hate driving yes. too but there's something about driving around listening to music at uh, full blast
1: yeah exactly like this this whole album i want to just listen to like louder than you probably should all the windows down like on the freeway where just everything yeah. is super loud you know yeah hanging your arm out the window maybe with a cigarette in hand sunglasses on this is perfect
0: fantastic I love it No Reflection uh, starts out a little different mm-hmm. kind of more in that Blondie place like uh, yeah. in the the review um, the, the chorus the chorus kind of has like that Frankie Valli feel which I love <laughs> because it like eventually kind of hits that big power pop place uh, yeah. for the finish
1: Not as formulated. No, absolutely not. I and I feel like this one is like bridges the gap probably the most between that like 80s like arena rock and modern indie rock. Uh-huh. With some of like the yeah. guitar sounds and No, uh, I agree. It is very blondy though, which ooh man. That that will never bother me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> So no, I think it's probably my my favorite, my favorite one on yeah. uh, the record.
1: That's fair. I I feel like either this one or the next one we're gonna talk about would be, what I would imagine to be the single off the mm-hmm. album. Yeah, um, I think this one actually is though, ju- based purely no on how many li- listens it has on Spotify. I assume oh, okay. this was the pre-release. And now I haven't
0: gone onto YouTube and because usually you can tell because. A band like this will make at least one video, yeah, um, of of one of their songs. So yeah, I'll, I have not seen. What, I think Rainbow Shriner actually. <laughs> 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 no, I'm doing it um, I think Rainbow Shiner is the is the single though.
1: Oh, interesting. I mean, that make, I mean, all these songs are like, I I could I could see like anyone getting into any of these songs. Like these, this like almost seems like a very old school album in the sense that it it could have like five or six singles off of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that's the other kind of indie part about it is is that it doesn't have those big radio play mm-hmm. songs that kind of sell out for the the real hooky anthem yeah. uh, that everyone can sing along to and have a good time to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stays aggressive. Uh, throughout the whole record, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. And I so guess. that's <laughs> really the kind of more of that the indie whole, part, like kind of the old understanding of what hard rock was. Yeah, for sure. Radiate that
0: last one that you were talking about. Um, it had kind of some like Americana feels, like Seeger, Cougar mm-hmm. Mills, Jackson Brown kind of, yeah, uh, feel to that. I mean, it's still kind of in the era uh, that yeah. they're they're working with.
1: Yeah, I I feel like this one, uh, Above even the other ones which are so summer feeling, this is I feel like this is like such a song of summer. it got that little like sun gazy like kind of beach feeling to it and is just incredibly catchy.
0: Yeah, I love how everything kind of drops out and she sings uh the verses of the chorus um mm-hmm. in that kind of low area. And that, that always like creates that nice space for that burst of energy uh, that you always get in those songs. Love that. Take take on me, take me on, radio ride the radio, wave to me. Jesus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't totally. ride the radio wave to me. <laughs> I I feel like her voice is the most at the forefront in this track than the rest of them which is a nice little break so is uh is
0: there i i assume that old mary sang most of them right
1: that's my understanding yeah i don't know what am i an expert i just do a podcast about <laughs> this
0: so but they do sing in unison quite often yeah. yes i think she's probably the lead singer though right yeah
1: yeah that that is my understanding yes
0: yeah it's a it's a great uh pre summer record. I I'm I'm super excited. Um yeah. I, I feel like I'm I, getting to Brooklyn at like the perfect time in terms of the weather. Yeah. I can see us uh sitting around smoking cigarettes in the apartment listening to this shit.
1: Absolutely. I, I feel like this record is going to uh even though I've enjoyed it a lot for like the last week or so is gonna like heavily enter my rotation when it's like actually summer.
0: Mm. Yeah, for sure. And I'm gonna be it's,
1: mad that I can't drive a car around <laughs> yeah. and listen to it like unreasonably loud.
0: I'm very excited. We have a sunroof in this in this car, uh, the new one. Oh, uh, that's so, nice.
1: Very it's nice.
0: Nice like, one of those big ones that goes back to the back seat too.
1: Oh, so. very fancy. to me all kinds of wind. So. <laughs> Gotta get that wind in there.
0: Yeah, because then you can play it really loud.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, no, I, I, (laughs) I totally agree. I love like cruising down the highway with like literally every window open in your car and listening to music so loud that there's like no other sound. It's like probably unsafe, but
0: (laughs) with the other band uh, that we're talking about tonight, you can absolutely do that with as well. And um, I'm very excited anytime you come to me with a band like this because. Mm This is um, so far up my wheelhouse.
1: Oh, yes. I knew you would love this shit.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, this is just... And, it, and it, it, the funny thing to me is that it's definitely not emo. It's definitely right. pop punk yeah. uh, kind of stuff. And this is the stuff that I really thought you loathe. But, uh, no, no, no. Because you know, it kind of sounds like it's more in that hotel year kind of mm-hmm. vein.
1: Yeah. You know you know what it, it reminded me of off the bat um, is uh, The Offspring, like early Offspring. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh, somewhat fortuitously, as of this recording, today is the 25th anniversary of Smash by The Offspring. Really? Can you believe that shit? I can believe that shit. I got... Those <laughs> are my first records. I know. I think we included it on our 1994 playlist.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic record.
1: It's great. And they
0: they were very aggressive on that record as well, and that's the that's the thing yeah. I love about this is that yes. um, it it's not as Blink One Eighty Two. Um, it's definitely more of that aggressive uh, old style punk, but in the like the the early aughts kind of uh, yeah, formula. It's is it, it. it
1: is, like it's definitely pop punk, but it is farther to the punk side of things.
0: Now I'll read this from Consequence of Sound and we'll get into it because it, it again with its it's indie bent because of of its it's more kind of heavier content I feel like. Yeah. Um Morbid Stuff, which is the name of the record, is a bold step forward for Pup. An incredibly mature record given how filled with anger and contempt it is, containing true moments of insight. Even the most straightforward Bitter breakup songs like see you at your funeral have a self-awareness to them to set off the vitriol. The album is certainly bleak, and at times the despair can feel soul-crushing, but the rousing sing-along group vocals make it known that the songs are meant to inspire community, to connect with people feeling hopeless and bring them together. Morbid Stuff stands out not just as Pup's best album, but as a landmark release for the genre, tapping into a generational anxiety as one of the best punk albums of the year
1: yeah i (laughs) i am super into it like i i love like the clinginess of course um Mm -hmm. (laughs) which we've gotten into before um and i mean oftentimes i'm not into the pop punk thing um i mean i loved like smash which we've compared this to but um i think their lyrics are, like, very smart, and I also feel like the music is, like, actually pretty complex. Like, the arrangements are actually pretty complex and layered in a way that you don't really hear from a band like this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that they're they're doing um, more sophisticated stuff than uh, a lot of the bands that are just kind of, uh, you know... Uh, plowing out stuff in, in yes. this genre. I mean, we've seen something like this with the uh, sorority noises uh-huh. record uh, that was kind of about depression yeah. uh, and suicide and, and, and things like that. And we've, we've seen things from the Canon, like Adam song and stay together for the kids, but there's kind of like this sad sacky, um, not the sorority noise, but the the blink 182 stuff. There's kind of like, it's sad for cool's sake yeah kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but this stuff is 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 aggressive and hard throughout. And so it it's kind of cuts through that bullshit in my mm-hmm. mind. Um and that's kind of where it, it hits that indie part. It's not like sad for cool sake. Yeah. It's it's actually tapping into um you know, some like you saying generational anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh some some kind of things that uh people or the millennials uh, are yeah. dealing <laughs> with. So to speak.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And yeah, not in a way that I'm like super familiar with musically, like normally this sort of thing, uh, for my experience is reserved for music that I don't really care for, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but man, I really like this record. I, I like it all the way through. I feel like it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun considering the dark subject matter. Like it makes me very happy listening to all of it.
0: Yeah, a lot of times music about depression makes you want to kill yourself.
1: <laughs> right, I mean, it just
0: feels like that. And this is yeah. this is definitely uh, cathartic. And I yeah, um, I read in a couple other reviews where he was saying that that like he has is, um, had issues with depression and writing this album as part of like the healing or, or the kind of the catharsis or, or getting it out or, you know, yeah. kind of dealing with it, working through it. And he, he sets the stage right in the first song where he says, you know, I've been thinking of death and dying and all mm-hmm. that morbid stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Name you know what you're the getting album. Into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And so <laughs> it's like, I've been thinking about all that stuff and here's what I think about it. And just like, blah, right there. That's the album, you know? Um, and so it's like, uh, just kind of like a, each, each song has a page out of his journal or something. Yeah. So the first song that I wanted to talk about, we're only gonna talk about two in this one, but, uh, I think it's the, it's gotta be the hit. It's gotta be the single. If there is one, right. Uh, <laughs> See you at your funeral.
1: I want to, uh, I want to say this might be my favorite track title of the year <laughs> so far. <laughs>
0: It is. It is nice. Now it, you know, it's playing on the saves the day at your funeral, Mm -hmm. uh, song. And that is definitely more about, uh, you know, being sad that that person died. And this is, this (laughs) is, uh, much more of a cathartic, like fuck you breakup song where uh, he says, I hope the world explodes. I hope, (laughs) um, I hope we all die and we can, uh, watch the highlights in hell right
1: (laughs) yeah that's like after the line about seeing someone at their funerals like i hope it's it's like i I hope that next time i see you you is at your funeral but actually i hope that we all die (laughs) yeah that's great
0: (laughs) check that i don't hope you die i hope we all die
1: yeah yeah (laughs) it's so good and I like how like fast and frenetic this song is, like a lot of the other ones on the album. But man, that chorus is catchy as fuck.
0: It's got the best hook of all the of all the songs. Uh, there is a sense in which there's kind of this bleeding together of all the songs because they're fast, they're short, mm-hmm. and so I mean, you can you can bang the, bang out this record on your way to work. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. like half hour, boom, you're done. Um, and this one to me stands out because it does have um, kind of the it's the it's the height of the album. It's right in the middle.
1: Yeah. And I think this is like probably the best distillation of what this album sounds like. I guess it, it for sure. There, there, it's like very fast, frenetic punk, but like yeah. catchy at moments, kind of pretty at moments, and also again like kind of complex musically. Like maybe not at the surface, but if you actually like really listen to it, there's a lot yeah. going on musically in this song and the whole album.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's like right it's like it's the middle note of this whole thing. There's faster songs, there's louder songs, there's slower yeah. songs, there's um, uh, softer songs, but this is like right in the middle of the register. Love the second the, the next one after that, Scorpion Hill too. I mean, it has yeah. that real slow start and that kind mm-hmm. of it gives you a break from what seems to be the hit of the record.
1: Yeah, I I like that uh, real slow start of uh, Scorpion Hill. It almost reminds me of like an impression of like the mountain goats or magnetic fields or some shit. Yeah. And then it goes yeah. back into like this just crazy punk. <laughs> it's a nice build in that song. That is a good one.
0: It did. It did. It almost reminded me because it had a felt like a Scottish punk feel to it. So it almost reminded yeah. me of Frightened Rabbit in like this weird way.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good call. That didn't occur <laughs> to
0: me. Also cause he's always screaming about death and shit. Yeah. He was.
1: Yes. <laughs> RAP. Not anymore. Um
0: so City, that's the last one. And and that's probably it's, it's epic for a punk rec- uh, record at run, coming in at four minutes. Uh, yes. it's definitely the most unique. Mm-hmm. Um a little screamier, but not totally screamy. You know, it's it's yeah. a. It's a great record. It has more of like a grungy '90s start to it, don't you feel like?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And like, kind of like Scorpion Hill starts out in like a slower place, mm-hmm. and yeah. man, I I feel like this builds in such a satisfying way. It does. And like, whereas like I I feel like most of the rest of the record, while it is like very honest and kind of naked in its lyrics. Mm-hmm. This one mm-hmm. like seems the most like earnest to me, I guess. Like there's there's that it doesn't seem like there's any like tongue in cheek type of things to the lyrics in this one. This just seems like very desperate and man, just builds in such a satisfying way.
0: Absolutely. I, I wrote the, the the music finally matches the mood yeah. um, where yeah. it, and it comes in where everything is distorted. You know, even even his voice, like everything mm-hmm. is distorted and just yeah. gets so loud and, and and grungy. And it's a it's a real it's a real masher or a mosher. Excuse me. <laughs> a masher <laughs> and a mosher. Um, I would I would get out of the pit for this one because uh, someone's going to yes. be dropped on their head. Yeah, at some point,
1: (laughs) I I feel like. Yeah, like in a way to be like the explosion that this one builds to is like the most cathartic moment on a very cathartic record
0: yeah i I feel like it, it just kind of built and built and built to this there's there's a little more positivity in the rest of the record and it built yeah. to this place where you just have to scream sometimes at the top of your lungs
1: exactly just like let it all the fuck out and we're done
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely uh have you has anyone that you've ever slept with died
1: uh no
0: not nah, me either <laughs> <laughs>
1: Too bad <laughs> no, yeah no. no offense
0: ladies if you're listening probably not
1: <laughs> well they're not listening if they're dead <laughs> yeah well i mean who knows we don't we don't know how the universe works we don't know how these things
0: work <laughs> there might be highlights in hell
1: yeah <laughs> very possible the hell might be the only place people are listening to this podcast that's true it's that's possible true. hopefully we don't hopefully
0: know. only four thousand people are in hell yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> <it'd> be
0: nice. <laughs> Yeah, I could probably think of 4,000 people to put in hell.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you give me enough time. Without
0: putting any, like, bad pe- or nice people in hell. I think you can get out of all history, you know, I'm saying. Not just, like, right, yeah, yeah, right yeah. now, probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've actually, like, met 4,000 people, but.
0: No, but there's, like, there's probably 4,000 serial killers out there.
1: Yeah. If you did, like, enough research, you could definitely find them. Yeah. I mean, that sounds kind of exhausting too, though. I don't know if I want to that. Does
0: that does seem, yeah. I don't want to make that decision. All right, everyone go to heaven. That's fine. I'm if too lazy to look into everything.
1: We'll, we'll be like, should we'll like the I should Jews. Have been God. Isn't that what the Jews believe?
0: <laughs> no, they don't believe in an afterlife. Oh so. right.
1: I mean, that's that's a much more I feel like workable and realistic stance to take. Who yeah, only yeah. does anyone only believe in heaven?
0: Uh there there are some Christian sects that only believe in heaven. Um but I, nice. I don't know. I guess yeah, I don't know. Buddhism doesn't really have it's kind of a nirvana thing. Yeah. So it's not really heaven. Yeah. yeah, it's not really an afterlife. Yes. Yeah. So to speak.
1: Mm. Well
0: you just keep getting reincarnated until you don't exist anymore and you go into the everything kind of I kinda like that everything. idea the best, honestly. Yeah, I do too. I don't know how many iterations I'm on or which way I'm going on that scale. But yeah,
1: (laughs) I don't, I don't feel like I'm like ascending at a rapid scale. No, I'm not. If
0: I, if I was ascending, I'm not anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like maybe I plateaued at some point.
0: (laughs) Definitely halted my progress.
1: (laughs) That's probably, I mean, that seems like a good place to be in. You're not you're not like plunging to the bottom, but you're you're not like on the uptick either. That's all right. Yeah, I I just want
0: to be kind of stuck in middle management, (laughs) because I mean, at the end, you don't exist anymore. You just kind of go into the the void, you know? Yeah. So Mm, void. I want to be right right on the cusp of the void, but not in the void. Right.
1: (laughs) Just right on the edge of that void. (laughs) I'm
0: still too like individualistic. I I don't want to give away my. My personality. You're
1: not ready to be nothing.
0: No, I'm not ready to be nothing yet. No, that's fair. That like, that's,
1: a good, that's a good song lyric.
0: <laughs> not ready to be nothing.
1: Not ready to be nothing.
0: Yeah. It, it, it seems like it could be like um, I can't. We can't be something, but I'm not ready to be nothing. Ooh.
1: Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Kind of on the cusp of a relationship, you know. Yeah. Any li- writers
1: listening out there here.
0: Yeah, use that. First it one's seems for country free too. Yeah. seems country too.
1: Oh yeah, tasteful country. Unfortunately, though. yeah, taste, tasteful
0: country. <laughs> <laughs> Our busker friend, uh-huh. country.
1: Oh well, yeah, old Sturgill.
0: Old Sturgill country. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, Sturgill, that'll that'll win you a Grammy. Yeah. Oh no, what do you need to win? What's the uh, you need to win a CMA? That's what you need to. Yeah, win. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that'll win you a CMA. Mm. buddy that's TMA lyrics
1: well he's definitely listening so (laughs) get get back to us Sturgill on the uh, social media literally no one else responds to us but you can
0: that's fine some of the stuff we post I'm glad no one responds
1: (laughs) that'd probably be best best. if no one actually ever saw it but best. (laughs) non-response is almost as good yeah (laughs) (laughs) that way we can just assume that people haven't seen it
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and go on i don't want to have to like be convicted by something i say on social medias by people and then have to change who i am mm-hmm. that's the problem with more it people listening to you people are like "Ooh, yeah. don't say that i know i don't want to think about penises when i'm watching football
1: right playing madden yeah you No. Know, exactly i want to suggest that Little kids might be interested in seeing adult men's penises in a video game.
0: God, almost comes back to that, doesn't it for you?
1: Mm, perhaps
0: it's kind of a Catholic fantasy. <laughs> <It is. laughs> what if boys actually do like big dicks?
1: Maybe I was, hmm. yeah, maybe maybe I was Catholic in uh, past life. <laughs> That's why I'm interested in this topic.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. Do you have anything else to say about the bands?
1: No, clearly not. Obviously
0: not. That's what we're talking about, dicks again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that does it for us this time. Check out Pups, Morbid Stuff, and X Hexes. It's real, and tell us what you think by leaving us a review on iTunes. Follow the link in the show notes to all the reviews and music using this episode to our website, theradiocarepod.com. Till next time, I've been Nathan Seal. With me was Jeremy Cohen. Thanks for listening to the Radio Care.
1: Bye. I mean, surely there's something in that first, like, 49 minutes that I can use for an outro. We don't have to even worry about that.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like you're going to have to use some of the football dick stuff in the opening because we talked about it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.